as sometimes happens, the batteries for this recording device ran out before we got to the homily, in fact, before we'd even got very far into the readings. It registers with a number of bars, one, two or three bars, and one bar sometimes means 30 minutes and sometimes it means about four and you can never tell. It would be good if there were such a thing that told you how much recording time was left. So I thought, this is Father Anson, by the way, that since I was doing the Mass and I was doing the homily, I might as well just record the homily for you to listen to if you'd like to. You can find the readings on the internet in all sorts of places, but certainly on www.universalis.com, that has all the readings, and of course you'll find them in a missal. So it's the 29th Sunday of the year in year B. So this was the homily. When we read the New Testament, we are frequently reminded that we are reading a Jewish text. It was written by Jews who believed that Jesus was the incarnate Son of God and who wanted to communicate this to the people around them. And the letter to the Hebrews that we have in the second reading today may have been written by someone who had been a priest in the Jerusalem temple. So he uses many quotations and images from the Old Testament that were familiar to him and to his readers. And in that reading, he explains today that Jesus is the the supreme high priest. The high priest was an important figure in Old Testament religion. He was the the head of the Sanhedrin, the council that oversaw religious matters, and at the time of Jesus ran Jerusalem on a day-to-day basis. But even more importantly, he was the only person who could enter the Holy of Holies on the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur, and offer the sacrifice that would atone for the sins of all of Israel. The high priest was fully human. He knew the trials and tribulations involved in being human. He was not divine in any sense. So the sacrifices had to be repeated, since the people continued to sin. Jesus, however, completely fulfills the role of the high priest. He offered the sacrifice of himself on the cross for the forgiveness of the sins of humanity. And he was able to do this because he was without sin. And so his self-offering could fulfill the whole of the sacrificial system that was needed in the Jerusalem temple. As one of the Easter prefaces puts it, he was the priest, the victim and the altar. Now Jesus Christ is also the servant of the Lord, depicted in the prophecy of Isaiah that we had today in the first reading. Now to be honest, there is a lot of debate about the identity of this servant, but the New Testament sees Jesus in this person. The word servant comes, obviously, from the verb to serve. And this verb was used of the priests in the temple, where sacrifice is the form of their service or their worship. So the servant of the Lord, in Isaiah 53 in particular, is also the sacrifice of the Lord, for he gives his life in atonement to reconcile humanity with God. He took the faults of humanity on himself, just as the goat in the sacrifice on the Day of Atonement took on the faults of humanity. And by his death, atonement was achieved, and the sins of humanity were forgiven. And this is what we see on the cross, 
when Jesus Christ is put to death, for us men and for our salvation, as we say in the Creed. This is at the very heart of our faith, and the letter to the Hebrews instructs us to hold it tightly. And that is why the Mass is a sacrifice, and why we have priests in the Catholic tradition, rather than just ministers, because priests offer sacrifice, that's their function. But this is not just about those of us who have been ordained. It is true that we priests, ministerial priests as we're often called, have a particular role in offering the sacrifice of the Mass, in changing the bread and wine into the true body and blood of Christ, and of course in administering all the sacraments that make Christ present to his people. In a sense, we are like the priests in the Jerusalem temple. But all the baptised have a role as priests in today's world. All the baptised are to make Christ present in the world, to make him visible to the people around us, and in that way to preach the gospel with our actions as well as our words. James and John in today's gospel are bad examples of this, with their request to be numbers two and three in the kingdom. And I dare say they would have squabbled over exactly who was to be number two and number three if it had been allowed. But Jesus puts them firmly in their place with his statement that his service is at the heart of his ministry. I came not to be served, but to serve, and to give my life as a ransom for many. Now the ransom idea refers, of course, to his saving death on the cross. Most of us are not called to this, though who knows what might happen in a time of persecution. But we are called to give our lives in service of the church and of God's people. And in this way, we also offer sacrifice, perhaps of money, perhaps of time, perhaps of our lives. But in this way, we make God present to the people of our world, and so we share in the priesthood of Christ.